Above Ground Podcast, episode 194. Will the circle be unbroken? Disclaimer. The hosts of this podcast, Will Foley and TPP, are not medical professionals, and this is not medical advice. Both Will and TPP have firsthand experience with mental illness. They have their own perspective and own thoughts on mental health challenges. Above Ground Podcast was birthed to help those who struggle with their mental health through honest dialogue. These conversations aim to break down the walls while building stronger foundations for positive mental health. By speaking openly and sharing tools, they foster connection. By fostering connection, they convey hope. With connection and hope, we can continue to increase awareness. This is Above Ground Podcast. Coming at you live with real conversations about mental health from the perspective, it's time for Above Ground Podcast. Now your hosts, TPP and Will Foley. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to Above Ground Podcast. Above Ground Podcast, because you can't serve below. That's right, TPP. You cannot serve below. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Happy Sundays. Yes, yes. All the same to you, buddy. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Heidi you so ho, much. Neighbor. Heidi ho, neighbor. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so welcome to Above Ground Podcast, episode 194. We do have an awesome guest today. And our guest this morning, today, whenever you're listening, however, is Jamie Polinga, who is the owner and the awesomest person that tends to the sages circle. That's right. We have Jamie with us this morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. You're very, very welcome. It's a pleasure to have you. We're so happy to have you. Uh, a lot of stuff has um happened in the last few months with above ground podcast and the sages circle obviously we've been talking a lot about it uh this sunday uh there's an awesome event going on there that is celebrating the release of timmy's book never underestimate the power of you and (laughs) we've also uh started facilitating um monthly peer meetups also in the meditation center and yoga and and yoga room. And it's been so awesome. And we thank you so much for allowing your space to be open to us and, and for joining us this morning. So how are you and kind of give everybody an overview of what the Sages circle is. Yeah. um, We're, we're excited to have you guys part of the group. Um, The Sages circle is uh, a mind body Spirit Center, I guess you would classify it as, um, with a meditation sanctuary, um, a small metaphysical gift shop. We have two interfaith pastors on uh, staff, myself being one and uh, Karen Bona being another. Um, We do things like, um, gosh, we do the mental health meetup. We recently started an LGBTQIA uh, peer group. Um, we're going to start working with Albany Pride Center. We work with some of the outside schools, smaller schools that um, have at-risk youth. So we do yoga programs for them. And then we offer a bunch of free services in the meditation center just to bring the community together. Things like free movie night and tea and tarot and like we're starting a food pantry. We just have a, a bunch of things. We Our goal is to bring our community together and, and just help people that really are looking for a sense of connection. I, I feel like during COVID, people isolated and now people are craving that sense of connection. So that's what we're trying to create is a sense of connection 
Yeah, connection is certainly what it's all about, right, Timmy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we've talked, uh, we've talked about it pretty thorough, and and it seems to be one of the um, main variables that always pop up in this is uh, connection. What you're doing, Jamie, and what the Sage Circle does is absolutely amazing. The amount of things that you offer, um, again, the amount of free things that you offer. Um, I feel like people talk about these things and say, oh, I wish there was a place that, and, and there is, and it's called the Sage Circle. Um, I also want to, I forgive me because I forget her name. Is it Chris, the one that does the, the yoga for the kids? Yeah, yes. Christine, uh, yeah, that's she- right. We do the kids yoga, teen yoga, family yoga. We have a bunch of yoga services. We do readings. We have um, Reiki. So our services go well beyond the meditation sanctuary services as well. Right, right. That's it's like it's like a one things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark, uh, Mark Schmidt is the resident psychic there as well, too, right? Um, yes. Unfortunately, he's going to have to take a sabbatical for a while. So, uh, oh. but we definitely, um, he's been part of our sages family from the beginning. So we're, you know, sending prayers out to him right now for sure. Gotcha. And- so can you can you um kind of let us in on the the secret of how this whole thing started like a little bit of your background and where you come from and yeah. and you know how you eventually started this up and you know well um i i've always been on a spiritual path since i was young my grandfather was a protestant minister um i i kind of thought i was going to follow his footsteps until i uh, really discovered that i i am interfaith so whatever path brings you closest to your divine nature, to your connection to the divine. That's, that's kind of our philosophy around here. It doesn't matter whether you have a religion, don't have a religion. It's just like the whole gamut of what brings you most peace to the divine. So I've always kind of been on that path. Like since I was a kid, like going to the library when you used to have to go to the library to pull out books and um, just reading and reading. And then as I got older, you know, I did, um, online classes, seminary classes, things with my grandfather in his church. Um, I was an EMT. I worked at Ellis Hospital um, on the hospice ward. Um, Doing end-of-life transitioning is one of my favorite things that I do. Um, Fast forward to all these years later, you know, I came across some health issues that took me out of firefighting, and I thought that my life was over. That was it. Um, And I spent a lot of time contemplating, reflecting, being really, you know, kind of down in the dumps because I ended up in a wheelchair for two years um, until I could have some surgery to help. I ended up with a disease that took me out of the fire department. And then I kind of slowly started honing my craft after I had my pity party, started doing herbalism and natural healing, yoga, meditation, um, taking all sorts of classes and that. After my hip replacements, I found a yoga studio that I started going to regularly to try to rehab my hips. You make a really good yoga teacher. And I was like, no, I would not. <laughs> I like, do, do you, you, you see in me, like I have hip replacements. She's like, no, that's what the world needs. The world needs somebody that's not perfect doing yoga. Um, so then I started my journey in doing yoga teacher training. And I actually worked in the building where the Sages Circle is at right now as a yoga teacher was a gym. And unfortunately, during COVID, the gym closed. They decided that they weren't going to reopen. So the owner of the gym also owns the building and came to me and said, hey, look, um, we know you do yoga. 
I was doing little herbal stuff on the side, making salves and things and going to farmer's markets just to, you know, make a little extra cash here and there. They're like, we know you got a little business on the side. Do you want to rent this space? So I came in, I looked at the space and I had one shelf at home of items. Um, and this space is like uh, 2,800 square feet. I'm like, uh, I can't fill this. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And at first I thought it was just just going to be the shop. And I would teach a few yoga classes and that would be that. And we realized very quickly in the first year after we had a couple of yoga classes and um, a couple of small events that people were just starving for connection. Uh, we, we opened still kind of when we were contact tracing, wearing masks, checking temperatures through the door. So it was a little risky doing this, but all the time I was like, okay, spirit, just, just lead me. Like if this is where I'm supposed to be and this is what we're supposed to do, let's, let's make this happen. It's just the, the community aspect of things has just blown up over the last year. We've been open a little over a year and a half and we quickly realized that, yes, the shop is important. It kind of funds all of the free stuff that we do at the sanctuary. But the sanctuary has become our number one goal because people are just craving being together. I don't want to say desperate for connection, but really, like, people need to connect with other people. We've been locked up in the house. And even beyond that, like, I feel like our generation and younger really like our parents, they had, they had church. I feel like every Sunday, everybody went to church, the town shut down at 9am and everybody went to church. So that was like your social connection with people. But nowadays, you know, people are away from the church and the dogma and they don't, they, you know, I don't want to, by any means, there are a ton of churches out there that do wonderful things, but a lot of people are just not comfortable in a church setting anymore, but yet haven't replaced that sense of community. So they sit at home and they're isolated, even on a good day without COVID. They're, they don't have community members to come to if they're having a problem or, you know, you know, even we don't even, a lot of people don't even know their neighbors anymore because people just isolate, you know, it, it used to be, oh, if you, you know, when I grew up, if my mom was sick, my neighbor's mom was giving us dinner, you know, it's not like that anymore. And um, so that's really what we've been working on and focusing on is the the sense of community and, and doing things to to bring people together because uh, it really when you're sitting at home doing nothing it, it really gets to people's it, it breaks them you know it makes people are walking around with like a baseline blah as I like to call it so that's what we're trying to really kind of connect with people and help that that baseline blah <laughs> isolation breeds desperation yeah, I mean, make really make does. make no mistake. Connection is, is a human need, for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what we've been working on over the last year, and you know, we're always open to new suggestions of you know how to make those connections and how to help people. You know, like we came across each other, and I was just like, oh my gosh, you're perfect to be with us. You know, the mental health peer meetup is it's we've had one one meeting so far and it's been a huge success you know when you when you walk into a room that's a brand new room and you've got 
10 people, 12 people for the first time, that's pretty impressive. That that shows that people need that connection. Absolutely. I wanted to come back to something that you had brought up earlier in your journey about your work in the hospice field. And yeah. are you are you a doula? I am. I guess. Okay, I you are. I don't like the word death doula. That's what a lot of people. I, I know, and that's why I, I was trying to ask without, but I don't know any other yeah. word for it. So I was like, yeah. end of life doula. Is that end of, end of life transitioning? End of life doula. Yeah. Co yeah. or would it be an end of life co and transitioning coach? Maybe. Yeah. You know, yeah. or a better. You know. Yeah. What was that journey like? How did you find yourself on this like? healing sort of journey because well, so you're obviously like connected to the to the end of life worlds in many ways yeah. so that's why I was kind of curious how did this I think it's been a family gift um, my my mother was somebody who got dreams all the time and she would wake up and she would be like don't go hang out with so-and-so because they're going to get in trouble today I had a dream about it I'd be like okay mom and sure enough, so-and-so would get in trouble today. Or she just did those things. And I, I kind of always had that since I was a young child. I had strange experiences, seeing things and hearing things. And makes you realize, you know, that there's other things out there that we as humans don't know or understand. But I became a firefighter and an EMT. And because I was an EMT, I got a secondary job because that was volunteer. So I got a, a secondary position doing ER work in the emergency room at Saint when it was St. Clair's Hospital as an aide. So I started I started there as an aide, and then they would do things called float you when they needed extra aides. They would send you to a different floor, um, and I started off on a floor that was pretty much old people and kidney dialysis things like that and eventually made my way to being floated they had one wing in the hospital that was just all hospice patients and because saint Clair's was a catholic hospital they gave you permission to pray with your patients and to to talk about spiritual things with your patients and death was a very dignified thing um, when someone would pass away before we'd even let family come in. The whole nursing staff would say, say a prayer, clean up the body, take out all of the IVs and everything like that, make, make everything look presentable, and then let the family in. It, death was a very, very dignified, very special thing. Um, and that's where I learned my reverence for, I mean, besides being with my grandfather, because I think I went to every wedding funeral and everything that you could imagine having a pastor as a grandfather. So I had already, I was already comfortable with, with death. And, and then when I started floating to the hospice floor, I would talk to patients that were seemingly out of it, and I would just talk with them and I would pray with them. And I got to know the families because a lot of times they were there like a few weeks or a month. And so I'd get to know the situations that was going on in their family. And and I would I would talk to them and say things like, you know, it's okay. You know, your your niece from so from Colorado, she'll be here soon. And your son will be fine with his finances. And it's okay to let go. And it's okay to you know, it's, it's okay to say goodbye, you know, and I would just talk to them like you would talk to a normal human being um, that's not sitting there in a, you know, a state that seemingly unconscious, but they hear everything, absolutely 100% hear everything that's going on around them. And then I would help and talk to the family when they were there, you know, give them comfort, pray with them, whatever, because not all everybody that walks through St. Clair's doors was Catholic. So that's when I would learn to 
you know, pull out a, you know, the Tao and, and read something from there, or you just, you, you learn different techniques to be with the family. I got to the point where I got really good at just praying with the patient and talking with the patient and the family that they would feel comfortable enough to let go. And that kind of became a thing where I, when I went back to the ER, people would call me up and be like, Jamie, so-and-so has been in room 225 and they've been hanging on for like a week. Can you come up and do your thing? Because, you know, they're suffering at this point. Um, so I would, I would go up and I would talk and I would pray and talk to the family and they would just be comfortable enough to pass. Um, and it became a thing that I really enjoyed connecting with the family and helping someone that's kind of hanging on and, and having a hard time letting go um, to make that transition to the other side. And it's just something I absolutely love. Yeah, that's like a very um, special gift, I would say. And it kind of knowing that now and then seeing where you're at now, if you think of it, what you're doing is you're creating space. For yeah. people and you're yep. still doing that today like so it's it's a pretty cool little tie in there i think yeah yeah i i do i enjoy it i i enjoy sitting one-on-one -on -one with people that are, are just having tough that people will come into the shop and you'll be like oh can i sit in the sanctuary because it's open you know we leave the sanctuary anytime the shop is open we leave the sanctuary open to the public to go in there and sit and be quiet or meditate or um, and and cry. Sometimes they come in and they just cry and cry and cry. And um, when they come out, I'll be like, are you okay? And I'll sit with them. I'll bring them in the other room and just sit one-on-one -on -one and talk with them. People need that space, like you said, creating space to just feel safe to talk about things and open up. And it, it, it I think it's super helpful for people. Absolutely. It's, it's huge. It's absolutely yeah. huge. That's one of the things that I, I noticed doing this podcast early on is is like kind of Will and I are, are, in a sense, holding space for people to come on, you know, even though that we've had a range of medical professionals, doctors, whatever. and sometimes they get off and they're like, wow, you know what? Thank you. Because like getting some of that off my chest or whatever. So yeah, I see that. And I, I, I do think it's a variable in this. Yeah. I, and it's funny you mentioned doctors and stuff, because I do have a lot of professionals come in here, lawyers, doctors, um, a lot of men, believe it or not, that like they come in just to kind of look around and then they come back a second time or a third. It's not the first time. It's gotta be like the third or fourth time, you know, where they finally will open up to me and just say, thank you so much. There's such a huge stigma around, I think people in higher positions like that, SEOs and or, or CEOs and, and uh, doctors, lawyers, men in general, you know, having to be the, the strong, tough ones all the time. And so it, it's been, it's been a really interesting journey watching people come in and having that, that place to kind of just let go and and not be afraid like i said three or four times in before they realize like okay this is i can do this this is a safe space i can i can i can let go and you know it's it's humbling it's it's actually humbling sometimes because um i never thought i would i would be in this position where i'm the one helping people after i've been through such you know dark places in my own life i i never thought that um it would be reversed where people were uh, coming to me for help and um, just to, to talk and let loose. And um, there are days where I go home and I'm like, wow, 
I can't believe I do this. This is, this is amazing. Yeah. It's, it really is truly humbling some days. Do you have like you, obviously you do have some knowledge in like the, the stones, the gems and all that kind of um, witchery I'll call it for now. Cause I don't <laughs> have a word for it, but can you talk a little bit about um, how that can play into our wellness and like um, be, be helpful to someone living with anxiety, perhaps? Oh, yeah. So I don't like to use the word witchery because some people, you know, again, that's a path, but um, I like to call it intention setting and using any any physical object to help set your intentions. Mindset is amazing, right? So what you think you become. Um, and sometimes if, if you're if you have a hard time with your mindset, it's easy to hold a physical object or use a physical object to help with intention setting. So, um, for example, crystals, right? Um, everything in the world has like a vibrational energy. That's not like hokey, hocus pocus stuff. Like that's actual science, right? So, you know, we emit an energy. There's, there's, we all kind of have this like energy field, same thing with like rocks, crystals, herbs, you know, um, sound, it all kind of has this vibrational energy. And when you pick a crystal, certain crystals throughout the years have just been kind of known through gurus and different people to have different vibrational energies that help different ailments, right? So my favorite is howlite. It's a white stone that kind of looks marbly um, and it helps with anxiety and it helps with stress and it helps with focus. I give it to a lot of people that have ADHD or they have a really stressful job or, and it sounds kind of hocus pocusy and, and hokey, but I've, I've watched people really make significant changes in their life. Now, is it a placebo? That's for an individual to decide, right? You know, um, but I do believe that having a physical object helps to maintain that mindset. So even if you're not somebody that believes that crystals have magical powers, really, you can believe in the fact that you're holding onto the stone. And every time you see this stone, you're reminding yourself to be calm. You're reminding yourself to not be stressed. So it's, it's a physical reminder of your internal mental intentions. Same thing with like herbs we we have a bunch of different herbs because i was i was like an herbalist forever i mean still am you know formulating things for you know hypertension or you know sleep each herb has a property as well so like if you it has a, a lot of herbs have medicinal properties so like if you drink lavender it'll make you sleepy that's that's different because you know a lot of our common medicine came from herbs at one point in time but just say uh, using it um, to set intentions, you take that herb, say now you take lavender and you sprinkle it around a candle and you light the candle, you're reminding yourself lavender is, is good for sleep. So so say I do it before I go to bed, I'm going to light a candle, I'm going to sprinkle some lavender around that candle. That's a physical reminder to me, making a mental mindset that I'm going to sleep well tonight. You're doing something to help that mental mindset of what your intention is. So even even if you were somebody that was like, oh, I don't believe in all this hokey, hocus pokey stuff, it really has um, like almost a scientific 
you know, um, need behind it because you're setting an intention and everybody can agree that no matter what background you come from, that setting intentions and mindset is, is huge. You see it in athletes, you see it in, you know, uh, people that are doing speech, you know, going and, and setting your mindset before you go on stage, before you go onto the field, it's, it's huge. So if you can have a physical reminder, like a crystal or an herb or a candle or some kind of physical reminder to set that intention, I think it's helpful for people because a lot of people just aren't visual people in their in their mind they can't like visually see things so i think seeing something in front of you um, is super helpful in in mindset um so i think it really does help with things like anxiety and stress and sleep and uh, mental health we have a ton of crystals for all sorts of different kinds of things creativity but it i i feel that it's it it helps with setting that mental mindset, kind of helping you to get to a place where, like I said, every time you're holding that stone in your hand, you're like, yeah, okay, I'm, I need to be calm. I'm going to be calm. Um, and it's a super helpful tool for people that need that extra, that extra help. Thank you for sharing that, Jamie. Tools are very, very useful. And crystals, sure. of course, are very useful. And I know something else that's going to be very useful. Sunday at 6 p.m., Tim's book discussion and uh, signing uh, is coming up. That's right, Sunday. Never underestimate the power of you. It was the perfect time to just hit because we were talking about mindset and having things in your hand physically. You can have a physical book have the author sign it and talk about it. So Timmy, why don't we talk about the book a little bit with Jamie and maybe a full circle because how I originally got in touch with Jamie was through another book event yeah. for right. The uh, Buddhist boot camp with a timber. Okay. So yeah. So I had, I had messaged her cause I was like, I had never heard of the, the Sage's circle. And I was like, it's right here in Glenville. I'm like, and she's having this, uh, you know, author, um, at, at her place. And I was like, is this like a real thing? Like, and so spawned from there. And, um, I just, you know, she's very friendly, obviously, and helpful. So I went down one day to see the shop and we had talked and it just kind of blossomed from there. And anybody that knows Jamie, again, she's just this, um, beacon of light that is very just kind and, um, generous and, and what you, when you walk into the Sage Circle and see what she does for the community, it's, 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 it really just, it's like breathtaking to like, it's, it's humbling. It, you see what she does for the people she had, like she said, she has um, teens come in and they'll just come in and like, there's some couches and chairs and she's got a TV and they watch movies. They have movie night. It's, it's just really great. You know, it's um, again, you, you think of these things, you're like, Oh, why don't these places exist? Well, this place does exist, you know, and um, she's there doing it, you know, with obviously help from uh, the other staff. But yeah, she just kind of asked. I one day, like I told her about the book. She's like, we should have an event. And I'm like, yeah, OK, I don't know. I don't know how to do these things, but OK, <laughs> like, let's do it. So, yeah, it just kind of. Yeah, because I your book and I was so. I was so touched by the tools in it that I was like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to read this book. Um, and that's, that's when I was like, we need to do an event for you and, and like 
stand on a mountaintop and shout it to people like you need to read this book (laughs) (laughs) it's it's you know obviously it's you know you got a little bit about yourself in there but the tools in it and it, it was such an easy read like I'm dyslexic it was such an easy read for me I, I, I carry it around when mine, mine is all like highlighted up and it's got post-it notes all in it. And um, I, I really, I, I'm super excited about this Sunday. I really, I really am. Um, and to, to have met you guys and you and, and um, come That's to this. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. You can actually go to, is it the sages circle.com, right? Sages events.com. events.com. Yeah and sign up and uh it's it's a like i said it's a free event um we just like to get people to reserve a seat so that we know how many people are coming and ahead of time yeah and this has been in the show notes now for a number of weeks so we keep pumping it out so it'll be out there sages sages events.com and i always mess it up too every time i go to put it in the search box i'm like what is it is it the sage then yeah, so that, that should be a good event, you know, Sunday the 5th. Great. I'm excited to be there. I'm just excited to be a part of, you know, that whole thing. Again, I just, we both love what you're doing. We both love the the space that you have. And mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's cool because every time um, I talk to you, I learn like something new. You're, you have this, uh, I don't know, you've, you've lived like three lives already almost, you know, <laughs> you're this. You were e- you were an EMT. You did a, you know last time we spoke. You um I, I don't know if it was karate or what was it that you did judo in wrestling. Judo. I, I was yeah. a I was a pee wee wrestling coach for many 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 years for Burnt Hills and uh, yeah and did judo with Jason Morris judo yeah uh, I know it's like I've lived it's great though no, this is uh, I I mean from somebody on the outside looking at it it's just I'm in like awe I'm like this is like oh. she, you're an awesome person to like have done all these things because i think a lot of us will um you know we i don't know if it's we create the resistance but there's this hurdle we have to get over to try something new like oh i would love to do to do judo but like oh i can't do judo you know like you know what i mean and like you you did it with the with the yoga you know what i mean i have two hip replacements i'm not the skinniest person in the world and i walked in and i was like i want to do judo and I think I got a little resistance at first. They're like, eh, okay. But uh, ultimately they, they accepted me into the tribe. And <laughs> that's like, awesome. Wow, I mean, you're really going to stick around for this, aren't you? I was like, yeah, I really am. I love this. <laughs> but I, it was, it was like you said, getting past that initial, like, oh my gosh, I don't really want to do this. Should I really do this? Can I do this? I don't know. Sometimes you just got to do it. Did you ever have those thoughts or was it just, I'm going to do it? Oh gosh. I, I have those thoughts every single day of my life. <laughs> okay. You know, those like, you can't do it. You're not good enough. I mean, I think we all get those thoughts. Right. Um, but how I, like I've been telling my son recently when he lost one of his wrestling matches, I'm like, you know what you wouldn't, he, and he came off. He's like, ah, I'm a loser. This is awful. I can't do this. I shouldn't. And I said, you know what? Your best friend just lost and you, you didn't say any of those things to him. You need to talk to yourself. Like you would talk to your best friend, but that's really hard. Sometimes it really, it really, really is. Yeah. That's, some, those- that's some sound advice though, for sure. <laughs> it's, you know, it's sometimes it's easier said than done, but yeah, I get those thoughts every single day of my life. I just, 
try to switch them around and try to talk to myself like I would talk to anybody that walks through these doors, um, which I'm getting better at. Perfect. Yeah, I think we all could could use a little getting better at that sort of thing. (laughs) So that's right. This Sunday at 6 p.m. That's March 5th. Correct. Right. I'm right on the date this time. Right. Sometimes I'm not. (laughs) Um, Never underestimate the power of you when you are curious about what healing can bring your life. But you don't know where to start. Start with yourself because life is a DIY project. That's right. TPP's book, man, you can find it on Amazon. But rather than find it on Amazon, come meet the author himself. We'll have books too. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, you can get the book there at um, the Sage of Circle too. Actually, what is uh, the Sage of Circle? Is that four 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 forty three Glen uh, Saratoga Road, Glenville, New York, uh, five one eight three six nine seven zero one eight. That's right. Yeah, you know, and anybody, <laughs> if there is anybody in the five one eight here that's listening and um, you know wants to do something. Uh, you know, looking for a connection or, or anything like that, you know, just stop by and say hi to them. And if you think of it, bring a can of, of food with you because they always have a box for food donations. Yep. And, uh, you know, Will and I have talked about gratitude quite a bit and, you know, just having, you know, dropping off one or two cans of food and, and for somebody else can create this light inside yourself. You know, and it can, you know, doing things for somebody else for no other reason than to just straight up be kind is is going to be helpful and it's going to be beneficial for your own wellness. Exactly. I agree. I agree, man. That's thank you, Jamie, so much for being here with us this morning. You are welcome. Thank um, you for having me. Oh, uh, yeah. Excellent. Anytime. You're welcome. Anytime you want. Anytime there's a bit something going on that we can, you know, obviously you've become a part of the family and we're happy to be a part of it and happy to have you be part of our family (laughs) be sure to check out the sages circle too because they do again they do yoga reiki they always have different events um and some are even at no cost to you so definitely check them out but uh we usually wrap this up with three questions so jamie do you have a favorite or a least favorite word my least favorite word I think is hate. I don't like it when people use the word hate. Hate is such a strong word. I think it be, can be replaced with so many other words. Um, so I think that's my least favorite word. Um, my most favorite word, community, divine, anything to do with God, the spirit. What has judo taught you about yourself that you didn't know before um i think both wrestling and judo have taught me really that i can push myself beyond what i think i can do okay because i and i and i'm apologize if i didn't preface it quite right because i wanted because i know you said you came to judo later so i was wondering what that was that because did you were you involved in wrestling for, you were involved in wrestling for a long time. Yeah, so, so I was involved with wrestling first because my son started wrestling and then my daughter started wrestling. So both of my kids were wrestling. I was um, a peewee coach 
I had become a peewee coach by taking a bunch of classes online through the National Federation of High School Sports and getting all my certifications. Um, but there's not a lot of adult wrestling out there. There's zero that I know of. Um, so I turned to judo to get the um, some type of physical training that would translate into wrestling. Is that why you specifically went to judo? Was it because of the wrestling ties? And Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted to be able to translate that back into uh, the wrestling room and having experience in the wrestling room. Um, but really, I, I fell in love with Juno too. Like, it really, um, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic. So, and and jujitsu. I, I along the way, I, I met people that do jujitsu as well. So I did jujitsu at like Eddie Fivey in, in Malta, um, and uh, it, it, I think any martial art, really any sport, teaches you how to you know, push yourself beyond what you think you can do. Yeah. That's what Yeah. Any, I think any activity that you have to put your support yourself into, regardless of whether it's a sport or creative thing or whatever, especially if you can find it in that school age where you find something that you like to do or, or have a love for, or have, you know what I mean? Or get exposed to yeah, exposure I mean, is a huge thing too. Point. You know, I, it doesn't have to be sports. I mean, you can, you know, theater, art, pushing yourself beyond what you think you can do, getting out on the stage or creating an art piece, or it, it doesn't have to be sports. Anything, I really think that school-aged kids getting involved with things like that can help that brain to go, I can do this, I can do this. Do you, think, I, do you think meditation can be one of those things? Like, cause you've um, obviously you're into meditating and yoga. So. Yeah, we have, we have several kids classes here um, and, and teen classes. And even when adults come in for the first time, they say things like, Oh, I can't meditate. Um, I can't, I can't stop my mind from thinking. I can't meditate. And my first reaction is kind of a chuckle. And I say, telling your brain to stop thinking is like telling your heart to stop beating. You know, your brain has a job and its job is to think. So what we do during meditation is not become a thoughtless zombie, but to retrain our brains to think on the correct things. And we do that through different techniques and, and different exercises. Um, but yeah, people think they have to be like this mindless zombie thinking of nothing when they're, they're meditating. Um, and really you don't meditate to meditate. I mean, you do meditate to meditate, but really meditation, the more you meditate, it translates to out of the meditation room, off of the cushion, you know, because you, you begin to find this mindfulness that is, um, the pause between action and reaction, you know, I, I think Timber Hawkeye says that when it's, it's, it's that pause between action and reaction. So it's a, the practice. So, yeah, it really is a practice. Somebody cuts you off and you know, you want to have some road rage, but you've been practicing your meditation. So it brings you to that place where, okay, I'm going to pause before I react. And then typically you don't react the same way that you would have if you haven't been meditating and haven't becoming mindful. So meditation is definitely a, a huge thing for mindset, for sure. Can we look at it as sort of our contacting mm. the divine and 
like getting our downloads from the divine, maybe in a way. Yeah. I mean, so there's, cause there's a lot of things that circulate that I've noticed when I am practicing in a fairly strict manner regularly. And I, and I start to get into a groove sort of, of being able to sit. I start to notice that different things bubble up and percolate. And I'm just wondering, cause that's where a lot of ideas come from too, for me too. So it's, it's interesting how it just meditation kind of covers with this really blankets, this really wide spectrum of the mind. It really does. And I think it depends on you personally. So, um, you know, if you're a creative visual person, you might be getting these, you know, visual images, whereas some people are very methodical and analytical and they just, if you ask them to picture an apple in their mind, they literally cannot see it. They, they are more analytical. Um, so I think that meditation is a different experience for everyone and every experience that everybody has is valid. So um, I, I feel like if you personally sit and you get all these beautiful images, like downloads from the divine, that's fantastic. Um, but to say that somebody else would sit and do the same thing, I, I wouldn't want anybody to feel inadequate that they sit and they don't see anything. They, they just can feel their blood pressure lower or their heart slow down, or they can, they feel things more than visually see things. Um, everybody's meditation experiences are, are completely different. And that's the, the awesome thing about being a teacher. I get to hear about all the different experiences that people have during their meditations. That's awesome. I love it. That's a perfect answer. I, I really, I really fully agree with that because, and I think that you, you, it can change as you progress, if you stick with it, because I try personally, I try to, I don't have any kind, I'm not looking for any messages. I'm, I'm actually like, as we do with our like phones, we we're we're closing out the windows. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I have 10 windows in my phone, I'm like, that's when I like, I literally get on the floor and I just picture that like closing out and and if my mind's racing, I just keep going back to it. I'll close it out again. Oh, you come back. I'm going to close it out again. I'm going to close That's it out again. Perfect analogy. Yes. For me, it's 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 about that pause. For yes. me, it's that pause is is every ounce of power in the world lies within that pause. For me. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the beauty about meditation. You have one experience. Will yes. has another. I have no, everyone has their own individual experience with, with meditation. And, and that's what I feel makes it so beautiful. And uh, we but, have multiples too. That's the thing. Like we each have a different one every time. Cause I yeah. don't have the same thing every time. There's some days where I just can't sit. Like I just can't shut it down. I can't stop moving. I can't stop thinking. I can't stop anything. That's when something like walking meditation would be. Yeah, you need to expel energy. It's mm -hmm. like one of these things that backs up. I've yeah, noticed. I, meditation, it's sitting on a cushion, like in this like lotus position. And, and it's it's not. Meditation could be sitting in a chair, lying on a floor, walking, being in water, um, being out in the woods. So there's all sorts of different forms of meditation. And, and people just kind of have this vision it's in their head if they've never experienced meditation before of sitting on this cushion in this upright position and the you know with their legs crossed and their fingers going oh you know uh, 
and and that's one form of meditation but there's so many other ways to do meditation too so awesome thank you for saying that oh i love it that's so perfect because i think that's part of the reason why some people are uh, a little bit afraid of it you know they see yeah. that one vision this and and you know if if i don't if i don't feel this or if i'm not dressed this certain way like i can't no it's it's not about that because sometimes like you said to will sometimes for me like it's a car ride with the music on high like you know what i mean and, and that's yeah, part of part absolutely. of it. yeah like will said if if you're if he can't sit like i think there's that piece of self-compassion to say you know what today's just not the day to do this right. like and i'm fine with that but like maybe later on in the day he could take a walk outside on his lunch and that will work you know right. it's not just the one thing or timmy picking, like we picking, up picking yeah. up the sticks picking up the sticks picking up the sticks and yeah. doing some rudimentary stuff yeah. or or right. playing some scales and just sitting there and getting lost in that just to be able to center yourself whatever that centering kind of can yeah, be for you exactly yep exactly. well said absolutely so on that note, um, Jamie, the last question, if there was something that you would like to see done or that you could do for mental health as a whole without any kind of restraint, what would it be? Oh my gosh, that's a really loaded question. There's so many things. Um, I think the biggest thing for me would be people helping each other out. And that seems like such a small, simple thing, but having the stigma around mental health like wiped clean so that anybody having a bad day or a bad time or a bad life or a bad situation could feel comfortable talking about it without being stigmatized. Because I, I really truly feel that um, people hold everything in for so many reasons. But one of the big reasons is people feel like it's not okay to be not okay. And I, I, I feel like if I could do that one thing, it would be to wipe that slate clear that people feel like they can't talk about it because I feel like the more we talk about it, the more that we can help each other. It sounds like absolutely. Simple, no, I, I love it. Today. Actually. We, we've never really had, I don't think we've ever really had that kind of, uh, uh, straightforward logical simple answer and but it's it's perfect absolutely P people helping people i mean that's what i mean that's what we're doing that's what you're doing that's what we're all doing together and i think again as you say the more conversations the more times we do things together you know i think i think it's a huge that would be my one if i could wave a magic wand at it that's that's what i would do Jamie, thank you so much for being here this morning. Um, don't forget, next Sunday, 6 p.m., uh, 443 Saratoga Road, Glenville. Okay, Timmy's book signing discussion. Never underestimate the power of you because life is a DIY project, okay? And you know what? Everybody needs some healing. We've all got something to heal, and, you know, it'll be a good spot to come out and meet the author and come out and come to the sage's circle and just bathe in the energy of that space of all the spaces of the meditation center and uh, of the shop itself. Cause the shop itself is really cool. And it's, it's dedicated in all its little spots to all the different spiritual leanings of everyone. And it's, it's awesome. It's just, you got to come and, they, and see it and be there. 
and they have some of the the crystals and rocks and the herbs and and oils that we were talking about so lots of tarot decks lots of all kinds of spiritual all kinds of spiritual tools and um symbols and all kinds of things just come check it out please sage's circle 443 saratoga road glenville next sunday 6 p.m uh it's the sagescircle.com sageseventscom for your ticketing for that event and for all the other events like kids yoga which is coming up um so thank you very cool. much thank you very much see you next sunday timmy till next week man get well be safe. Stay above. Thank you for giving us a listen. New episodes every Wednesday. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can share, rate, review, and even subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Other ways to support the show? Follow us on social media. Share the content. Share our episodes. You can also buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash above ground pod. For further concerns, show ideas, or just to say hi, you can email us at abovegroundpodcast at gmail. Once again, thank you for listening and supporting mental health. Keep the conversation going and stay above.